Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, is there a systems thinking zone? In the last podcast, we explored how systems thinking could be seen as a cognitive stage and a rather advanced one at that. But can it also be seen as a state of mind? A zone? Maybe so. It could be like the holographic thinking state that we've been exploring recently. And if that's the case, of course we can learn to do it. We just have to get into the right zone. And we may have discovered that zone already in some parts of our lives. Let's look at how it might show up in our work lives. Some people approach their jobs in a very concrete way. They have a clear sequence, and they never get rushed, and they're always good with the details. They can rack up huge back orders, but they don't seem to care. And if they work with customers in service work, they can even create long lines, but they seem unflappable about it. The customers may begin to complain, but when the situation demands more speed, they cannot and will not deliver. For them, life has to bend to their routines. On the plus side, though, If these folks get a cold or have a headache, they slow down a bit more maybe, but they'll get the work done. So that's one approach. Here's another. Some people use patterns or formulas to approach their work. They're great at accounting or tax preparation, at handling routine legal tasks and following recipes, or even routine mechanical or plumbing repairs. Often, they can even pick up the pace when they face a bigger workload. If they get a cold or a migraine, they just get grumpy and hard to be around, but it doesn't stop them. They're great in a crunch. But if their formula doesn't work, and the situation calls for creative workarounds on the spot, they could be in trouble. If they can't shift into a systems thinking zone to come up with new strategies, they're likely to just give up and refer you on to someone else, some systems thinker in their field. So what's it like? to be a practical systems thinker. Actually, it's great. And it's even essential when handling complex tasks with a lot of changing variables. Lots of us use it almost intuitively, but we may be completely unaware that there's anything special about how we're working. We map all the tasks variables on our bodies, much like an orchestra conductor maps the music. Then we treat them like a living flow that we conduct with great skill. Where can we go to see these practical systems thinking conductors in action? Well, look to the service industry workers, line cooks and wait staff in restaurants, project directors for construction crews and landscape projects, traffic directors at intersections that are under construction. Those jobs are actually incredibly complex and almost demand systems thinking. But that brain zone isn't easy to sustain. It demands a super healthy body and a good night's sleep, no migraines or colds, and no emotional turmoil to distract the mind from the task at hand. If any of those things occurs, the entire strategy can collapse like a house of cards, and we end up looking totally unskilled. Those tasks, even if they don't look too complex from the outside, suddenly crumble. The intersection with a construction detour ends up in total gridlock, because the traffic coordinator has lost it. Or, at a building site, the cement trucks arrive before the forms are in place for the pouring, 
and the construction project begins missing other critical deadlines, too. In a busy restaurant, the master chef gets backlogged and is having a tantrum, and the master waiter or waitress suddenly can't keep anything straight, so the customers get frustrated. It really helps, then, if those great systems operators have more ordinary skills to fall back on when they can't maintain the zone for brilliance. Systems thinking is not a great way to build skills, either. It lets the mind really fly high and improvise and think up new ideas and orchestrate complex scenarios, but only if the person knows the territory upside down and backwards first. The jazz player has to know the forms really well before taking off in a new direction. The chef has to know the techniques thoroughly. The chess or bridge player has to study classic games a lot. In each case, these great systems thinkers have moved through an intense period of laying down the foundation so they could display their gifts. In the next podcast, we'll look at how they build those foundations. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com.